the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and we see every day the need for freedom-loving, America-loving Americans to fulfill the obligations of their most important political office. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, radio host on, on the Salem Network, on Jen and Don, this show, and sometimes the uh, the morning answer. Phil, and every once in a while, good to be with you, Greg, and it's great to have an opportunity to really consider topics for longer than just six minutes. Yes. Um, the, the bad guys, Vladimir Lenin, for example, understood the importance of the next generation, and uh, he, says, he said, that, give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Ronald Reagan understood that when he said that uh, freedom is always one generation away from extinction. It has to be taught. It's not, it's, you don't get that genetically. You have, you have to teach each generation to preserve and love their freedom. And he says that we have to, uh, if we don't rem- in our history, if we don't remember who we are, if we don't remember what we did, we won't know who we are. And we see this going on all the time. And right now, which is really front and center, we've talked about many times, is the very explicit, almost pornographic, triple X sex education that's being introduced into the government-run schools in California, probably variations on it around the country. And as parents are learning more about it, they're becoming more and more outraged and want to know what they can do. And to help us kind of sort through this, we've asked... uh, Frequent guest, not a frequent guest, but a multi-time guest on our show, Brad Dacus, to come on. He's, the, uh, he's an attorney. Don't hold that against him. Some, some attorneys, you know, as you say, uh, 97% of the attorneys give the other 3% a bad name. And they work and, hard yes, at it. Yes. And uh, he's the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, which defends religious freedom and uh, parental rights. And so he's going to tell us what's going on in, in the triple X edge education and what parents can do to take control of the moral and academic education of their children. Now, and by the way, uh, Brad is going to be speaking at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots at our next meeting on Thursday, August 1, starting at 7 p.m. So come out and learn more from Brad personally. Welcome to the show, Brad. Oh, it's, it's great to be on the program. And, uh, What's the place and time for that meeting at the, the Tea Party for the Patriots so everyone can... That is uh, Mill Creek Cattle Company at 1874 West Mentone Boulevard in Mentone. And uh, as we describe it, um, it's almost back in America. <laughs> Boy, what a softball, what a softball really question is. that was, Brad. That was, uh, that was, and it was a very good question because it, that's important information. Yeah, I, I, just, uh, I just know that... Um, you know, Greg doesn't probably want to, you know, be too self-promoting uh, of the organization, but uh, I really, really want people to be able to, to be there, and it's a, it's a great time. Uh, it's a, a large, it's one of the largest Tea Party groups I've ever seen, 
and uh, and it's really encouraging uh, to uh, participate. So I I encourage people to come and uh, love to get to know them, and I'll be hanging around for for Q and A, and um, so I'm really looking forward to it. So triple X sex education is as bad as we've heard. Uh, yes, and 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 worse. Uh, what's taking place in our California public schools is revolutionary in a negative way, and here's why. First, you have the California Healthy Youth Act, and and that we're dealing with, um, you know, not elementary, dealing with junior high, high school kids uh, being instructed uh, with. A, um, a mandate, and there's three different curriculums to choose from that are approved by the state. All three of them are terrible uh, in that they're not, it's not just dealing with sex education. It, it talks all about um, immoral uh, sex acts, approving immoral sex acts. Uh, the concept of abstinence um, has been turned on its head to recommend alternative uh, sex acts for uh, young people to engage in that will not result in pregnancy. And, um, you know, one of them may involve a, a fist, for example, and that's all I'm going to say. So it's, it's very uh, explicit. It's uh, very divergent from what is good uh, in terms of psychologically, mentally, uh, and even physically, for that matter. And, and yet that's being pushed along with the uh, aggressive LGBTQ mandate uh, as well. Uh, but the, on the, the second front, uh, what's come down is the uh, California Healthy um, uh, Health Curriculum uh, that's been passed by the state legislature. Now, it's recommended curriculum, but that's the same as being um, mandated because all the textbooks uh, for it's K through 12, so it's not just junior high, high school. It's it's all the way down to kindergarten. Um, textbooks and materials and curriculum are going to reflect this recommended curriculum. Uh, for public schools. And so we're going to see, uh, you know, presentations by Planned Parenthood. We're going to see presentations by um, the LGBTQ, uh, transgenders coming into kindergartens, uh, first grade, second grade. People say, oh, no, that won't happen. It's already happened. We've already, we, we have Pacific Justice, we've already seen it happen. Um, it's going to be throughout the public schools. And a lot of public school teachers I know that in the past have sort of him and hawed said, well, it's really not a problem. They say there is a major problem, and uh, they are up in arms, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a major concern for any child in the state of California has their children enrolled in public education. And it's not just, okay, you know, let gay people live their lives. Free country, do what you want to do, and, you know, God will ultimately judge all of us. But it's it's an it's an affirmative, just pushing it. This is a good thing. This is you know, this is something you should even. I've seen some of the stuff that even recommending that the kids should experiment with that type oh, yeah. of with that those type of activities. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, their experimentation is encouraged, actually encouraged, uh, and that's so divergent, so divergent to what the reasonable parent, rational, reasonable parent who loves their child uh, would ever want for their children. And irrespective of your politics, uh, even of your religion, this is way outside the bounds, uh, and yet uh, it's, it's such a, a serious concern. It is, um, it is shocking, absolutely shocking. And now, we can talk about some things parents can do, I think. Well, wait. Wait, yes. before we do that, there's more. 
It's like Jinsu knives of education. But wait, not only are you going to get the set of knives, but there's so much more. There is supplemental material, which is, you know, you can do what you want to try to make sure that, uh, you know, you're opting your kids out or we're going to talk about that uh, or at least understanding the curriculum. But there's a whole raft of supplemental materials that can be pulled in. And what some have discovered about these supplemental materials, Brad, is that they take the child to websites that equip them to actually become a political activist, teach them how to push back on the beliefs of their family and their parents in order to advance what's at the core of this sex ed, which, of course, is a political uh, which is a, a, a political school of thought. But wait, there's more. There's what the kids are going to learn in the ele- in elementary school about transgenderism, which, according it, Brad, you you do a lot of work in the political sphere. You listen to what people are saying. Isn't science a big deal for the left, especially like with global warming? Uh, yeah, they, they like science unless it goes against their agenda. And unfortunately, the ramifications, the health, medical, psychiatric ramifications for children with this, this curriculum, the supplements you're talking about, um, is very harmful, very dangerous. And this isn't just coming from a constitutional lawyer. This is what psychologists have said and people in the medical profession have said. So um, it's, um, it's ideology, they're almost religious ideology, trumping uh, sensibility, rational thinking, and science and parents need to understand it's almost like a cultism has taken over our public schools in a way with uh, with not mild but major severe harm to public school children up and down the state of california and it's going to be starting uh in most places this fall we'll take a break here but just one more thing is some of this stuff is so explicit that if you were to show it to a child outside of a government-run school, or if you were to uh, talk to children, not your own children, about some of these activities and ideas and things that they, that they could be involved in outside of a government-run school, you'd be prosecuted for sex crime. Yes. Yeah, yes, you would. It, is, it would be criminal to do that. But yet that's what's going in the public schools as a part of legislative mandate because of those who are in control of the state legislature right now in Sacramento. Let's pause here, and when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about what parents can do to protect their children and take control of the moral and academic education of their children after this word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding of Marina Valley, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want 
want or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizens, whose children right now are going to get a double dose of some indoctrination and some education that many parents uh, would rather probably not have their children go through. In fact, I would say most. We're talking to Brad Dacus. He is the head guru, the chief bottle washer, the grand exalted imperial poobah of Pacific Justice Institute, which is a public interest law firm who, you know, legal defense organizations specializing in defending religious freedom, parental rights, and other civil liberties. Brad, thank you so much for joining us here on the Unite Inland Empire radio show. To continue the conversation, Brad, you outlined a little bit about what parents might find in their curriculum of their primary school student coming up this year and in years to come. What options do parents have to be able to protect their kids from this material that you say is going to be coming at them in the next school year? Well, uh, let's assume that the parent listening to this is in a school district that is not a parent-friendly school district. Most are not parent-friendly. Most are dominated, the school boards are dominated, controlled by the teachers union, which has totally signed off on this. Um, uh, it's a very harmful organization when it comes to uh, issues like this and the welfare of, of students. So uh, let's make that the first assumption, and what can that parent do in that situation? Uh, first, uh, they can implement an opt-out form. Uh, we have those for free download available on our website, pji.org, P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute, .org. Just click at the top resources, and it has for parents, and just follow that. Download that and use that. Is it going to be uh, protecting them for, against everything and anything? No, it won't. Um, it will regarding sex education. Uh, not regarding the LGBTQ propaganda material. Uh, it will regarding questions and surveys. Uh, so it will have some protection, but not complete protection. And so another thing parents need to do, and when they, when they send that to the school district, by the way, the school district may say, uh, if they give it to them in person, oh, no, we can't accept this, or we have our own, or uh, all parents need to do is say, no problem, go home and send it certified mail to the school district. Now they're on legal notice, okay? But in addition to that, Parents have a right under California law to review all the curriculum material, and the school district has, a, has an obligation to provide a reasonable time for the parent to view it. They can't say 2.30 to 3 p.m. when they know most parents are working then, and school districts do that all the time out of insensitivity. So they need to make it a time and place that's reasonable for parents. If parents have any problems along these lines, they should, of course, contact us for free legal representation, uh, and uh, we'd be happy to do that. Um, so parents can uh, use opt-out forms, and they can also review the curriculum material. Now, let's say 
uh, that uh, they see something they don't like, but it's not sex ed, but it's the LGBTQ material. Um, what can they do then? Well, what we recommend parents to do is to have their child find out what day it's going to be and have their child stay at home for health reasons. Uh, put the school district on notice um, in writing or email to say, um, I'm sorry, but my child has to stay is staying home today for health reasons. You don't have to be more explicit. You don't have to explain any more than that. It's health reasons. Health can be physical health, mental health, emotional, spiritual, mm. but just for health reasons. Okay. And uh, and I, I, that's that's the that's what I would do to help protect. But the problem is this material though is going to be coming in in waves and in different forms. Like in the new textbooks that are all coming out for history, have they have LGBTQ role model icons, even suspected, not even proven icons in history. To, to highlight these lifestyles and these uh, role models, um, for, famous for things totally divergent from their alleged sexual orientation or gender identity. So that is something else that is going to be happening throughout the schools. Parents need to be, at the very least, aware of it, review it. It's their right uh, to be educated and informed. What about, what about, okay, so that's what you can do inside the government-run schools. And I would just add that in Redlands, we do have a friendly school board member, and they're going to adopt the least bad triple X sex education curriculum. And I forget the name of it offhand. Positive um, Prevention Plus. Yes. So that's the least one, but it's, that's still going to be a moving target, and that's still, right. it's still going to be inappropriate material. But right. that's, that's another thing that you may be able to, uh, to, to, to work on collectively. But outside, yeah. outside of the government-run schools, what are, your, parents, what are your rights to homeschool, private school? Can you just pull your children out of this stuff? Well, yeah, and, and the homeschooling right is, is definitely there. But, but there's, another, there's something in between those two, between the uh, pu- public schools, the non-parent-friendly public schools, and homeschooling. And that is, if parents are attending a school in a school district where the school board, the majority, is parent-friendly, that is, they're not the, you just kowtowing to the teachers' union and the LGBTQ, but they're actually caring about parents, really caring about children. Most school boards do not fit under that category, unfortunately, in California. But if you're part of a school district that, that is like that, um, there's several things that those school districts can do. One is they can combine the LGBTQ material that's required by the California Health Youth Act um, with the sex education to make it a comprehensive sex education. And since parents have a right to opt their children out of sex education, they opt their children out of all of it. Um, the California, the Orange County Board of Education is implementing that kind of a policy along with uh, several school districts, including this or uh, um, uh, Tustin and, and, and others. So this is something, if you're in a friendly school board, school district with a friendly school board, that can be done. Then the school district can then give explicit notice. They're free to give as much notice as they want. Explicit notice with the specifics of the things that are in there with a separate letter to the parents, with an email to the parents, phone call follow-up to the parents. And along with that, they can send an opt-out form, like the one that we provide, to the parents and, um, and requesting the parents to, to respond. If parents have not responded, they can call, follow up. Um, if they haven't said yes or no, um, it needs to be clear that the parents need to opt out. But if they haven't seen, received the opt-outs, they can call those parents, make sure they received it. So there's a lot that school districts can do to technically comply with the law, but yet still protect children. Could they, now, go, one step, could they go one step further and say, we think this is really bad, we're being forced by law to do it, we encourage you. To opt yes. out. 
Yes, you bet. They can do that. It's called being honest. And so they can definitely do that. Something else also, though, they can do is they can adopt a, an alternative curriculum. Now, as you mentioned, there's, that, there's, there's three of them, and there's a, the lesser of three evils, but they're all evil. Uh, we at Pacific Justice Institute are right now working uh, behind the scenes um, with some parents and some experts uh, who are putting together and providing legal counsel on putting together an alternative to those three that will technically meet the requirements, technically, but be much, much more parent-friendly and parent-sensitive. And uh, that's something we're doing behind the scenes, and we'll, that will eventually be, uh, be rolled out. Uh, the legislature may, in the end, try to counter that with even uh, more, and more and more technical requirements, making it more difficult to be in any way parent-friendly. But that's what we're also working on behind the scenes right now as we speak at the Pacific Justice Institute. And that voice you're hearing is Brad Dacus. He is uh, he runs an organization that should be in everybody's Rolodex. It's called the Pacific Justice Institute. And he's going to be speaking at the Redlands Tea Party Patriot meeting of uh, August. It's always the first Thursday of August. And where is it going to be and where can they get more information? August 1. And as it starts at 7 p.m. at Mill Creek Cattle Company, which is a great place to have dinner as well. And that's ribs are great. Eight, the ribs are great. At 1874 uh, Mentone Boulevard in Mentone. That's just north of, of Redlands. And it's a, you have a great time and get great information, and you meet fellow freedom-loving, America-loving Americans. So we look forward. We look forward to that. We only have a little over two minutes here to go. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? What parents can and should do? They have the right to homeschool. They have the right to go to a private school, and there are some reasonably affordable alternatives. What else? If, if you do, you have do you have, do you have children in the government-run schools, Brad? Uh, no, or I did don't. You? What would you do? No, I don't. But I've I've had public education all my life, from kindergarten through law school. Um, so I know, in general, what public schools are about. But they've changed so radically. So people need to understand they're not what they used to be, and what's coming down is shockingly abhorrent. So what I recommend parents might want to consider doing, and we get Pacific Justice can help them, is to work with their their church or their synagogue uh, to put together a homeschool consortium. It's not a private school. Uh, in terms of you have teachers and staff and all that kind of stuff, but just allowing parents who want to be part of a homeschool cons- homeschool consortium to meet there at their church and synagogue, a uh, church or synagogue, and to uh, to meet to work together in a cohesive way. Some parents or both parents are working; they need a cohesive group uh, to help help them get across the finish line to be able to homeschool. That's what this can do. We we'd love it. We at Pacific Justice Institute would love to see these. Uh, started and, and popped up all up and down the state of California to deal with I be- with what I believe and hope will be a massive exodus of parents leaving public schools. Public schools need to know, and the legislators need to know, that if they go down this road, that school district will not get their money uh, from the state. If the st- child's not enrolled there, they don't get the money. And this is how to, to speak with your pocketbook by pulling your child from the school and then letting the school district know, uh, by the way, I'm pulling my child. My child will not be enrolled in a public school because of this curriculum that you've decided to implement with the, with our children. And uh, that's that's something that parents can do, and I highly recommend them to do it. Another option they have, of course, um, is to leave the state of California and move somewhere else. That said, some school districts, like, for example, Las Vegas, they're going down this this road full steam. This Nevada is definitely turning from a purple to a blue in terms of their schools. Um, and even other places in, in Texas, for example, you have you know, Houston, Austin, um, 
you know, cities that, that even though they're in a red state, are still uh, right. going clearly in the wrong direction. So parents need to be very careful if they're, if they're desirous to, to leave the state, uh, to be very careful where they're, they're going and what exactly what kind of school district they're, they're headed for. And I would tell you this, that no matter where you run in the United States, if we don't stop it in California, it will be creeping into your state yeah. sooner or later. It's just the way they, there's the old saying about if California catches a cold, uh, or sneezes, the rest of the cold, uh, country catches the flu. Yes. Brad Dacus, Pacific Justice Institute, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you very much for being on our show and all the good work you do for to preserve freedom in our state and country. And look forward to your being at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots in your next uh, time on Unite IE Radio. Well, thank you. And once again, if anyone would like any of these free resources uh, that we have, like a, a book, Reclaim Your School, or the opt-out forms, or parents' rights information. It's all available for free on our website, pji.org. And they can also sign up to get our free legal insider update uh, via email once a week as well by going to our website, pji.org. And thank you for the work that you're doing. I really love your show. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for what you do, the heavy lifting to keep liberty alive in this state. We'll be back with more on the Unite IE Radio Show after the break. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen and life for private citizens this past week has been very interesting. I would submit, Greg, that what unfolded on Wednesday is the single most important political event since November 8th. 2016 in terms of its uh, potential to devastate those that are in the liberal media, those that are in academia, those that are in the entertainment industry that have been doing everything that they could possibly do to obstruct a Donald Trump presidency and undermine it. The revelations that came out of the Mueller testimony the opportunity that Republicans had to cross-examine Mueller were cataclysmic, disastrous, completely the wrong outcome that I think both Democrat legislators and who insisted on interviewing Mueller and Republican legislators who were frothing at the opportunity to get him to say no collusion, no conspiracy. 
It wasn't as an that's, attorney. That's my that's my take well, on. It. You think that the, uh, just your your thoughts on the importance of this particular day in the timeline of a Donald Trump candidate and presidency. I think it was a good day. It was not only was a good day for Donald Trump and a good day for freedom loving and America loving Americans, but in terms of its long, um, its lasting effect, I think this day goes down the memory hole and. With, Within a few days, I mean, it may help. It will hopefully help reinforce the view that the Trump-Russia collusion matter was a, it was a big political hoax and an attempted coup to unseat a duly elected president because the left and the Dem party, but then I repeat myself, didn't like the results. So instead of, yeah, maybe we need to retool our message. Maybe we need to attract um, working class voters in the middle of the country a little bit more than we have. Uh, maybe we need some better, certainly need a better candidate than Hillary Clinton. It was, it was no. It was to try to undo the results of the election. That was, so that was a good day. But I think it goes down the memory hole, and uh, you won't hear much of it, much of it again. And they'll be on to other things to try to undermine Donald Trump, uh, whether it's try to investigating his business deals and try to find something there, or um, who knows what else. But the, but they'll they'll be they'll be out, they'll be after those kind of things, and they'll be like Robert who. But what's amazing, what was amazing, kind of amazing to me as an attorney is that the, this thing went forward at all, is you, you want to have a sense of who your witness is and understand that. So they, this, and this was a choice one. Sometimes in a case, you have to go with the witnesses you have, and they may not be very good witnesses, but that's all you got because they were the one people involved in the matter. But this one was by choice. And they didn't know what they were going to get. Had no apparently had no clue as to what they were, as to how Mueller was going to testify, and whether the, how much of that was an act of playing dumb and trying to run out the clock, and how much of it was you know uh, an old guy who's waking as John Nolte on Breitbart wrote, uh, like an old guy who's w- woken up in front of the TV to ask if he wants some oatmeal. Huh? What page is that? There were so, there were some times he sounded extremely confused, extremely feeble, extremely disoriented. Uh, not a guy that you would that you would uh, how, imagine being a sharp legal mind in charge of prosecuting one of the most important investigations. Yes, I mean it was it in was, political history. It would appear that he was not running. The, he was the figurehead, as, as Rush and others have said. He was just he was the figurehead. The Longtime Republican, the man of, of uh, you know, unimpeachable, to, of, to use a term, uh, reputation and honor and integrity in Washington. Of course, his real record is very, is very different than that. But that was what they, that was what they tried. That was the narrative they tried to run. But yeah, I'm just amazed that they would not know what kind of a witness they're going to get. And go ahead, because these sometimes congressional hearings are really about trying to get some information. There's not a lot of press attention to it, and they're really just trying to get some information. But these ones that you see on TV, these are show trials. These are political theater, and that's their purpose, is political theater, not to gather information, not to help write legislation and make, and make the country better. They're political trials. They're, they're political shows. And to go into a show and not have any idea of what your star is going to do was malpract was political malpractice on the part of the Democrats, and I'm surprised to see them make such, in tennis terms, an, such an unforced error. Well, here's the thing: 
the Democrats had been had been perplexed about how to how to communicate what was in the Mueller report because it's a 400 and some page report. So they built this narrative. The narrative said, well, if you haven't read the book, come see the movie. The movie, of course, was the Mueller hearing. And the movie that they were hoping to air was a nightmare on Elm Street, as in a nightmare for Donald Trump. What they ended up showing was Field of Dreams for Republicans. It really turned into a Field of Dreams because Republicans, uh, for whatever stock they brought to the hearings, were much better at illuminating the case that they were making everything from i mean and 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 there was a huge case to be made about so many things not just uh that the report and the the two years and the millions of dollars invested didn't produce the desired outcome of proving that donald trump colluded with the russian government in order to orchestrate his victory so not only did they not prove that um, but with embedded in this were all sorts of little details about, um, you know, some of the characters that were in the play that were in the movie uh, where justice was meted out inequitably. For instance, Joseph Mifsud, yes. he actually lied to the FBI, which is exactly what they indicted General Flynn on. I love Jim Jordan and Jim Jordan was at his best. He was. When, when, he, when he brought up that subject, and let's, let's hear it from Jim Jordan. Director, the FBI interviewed Joseph Mifsud on February 10th, 2017. In that interview, Mr. Mifsud lied. You point this out on page 193, volume one, Mifsud denied. Mifsud also falsely stated. In addition, Mifsud omitted. Three times he lied to the FBI, yet you didn't charge him with the crime. Excuse me, are, did you Why say not? one? I'm sorry, did you say 193? Volume 1, 193. He lied three times, you pointed out in the report. Why didn't you charge him with the crime? Uh, I can't get into uh, internal deliberations with regard to who would or would not be uh, charge a lot of other people for making a false statement. Let's remember this. Let's remember this. In 2016, the FBI did something they probably haven't done before. They spied on two American citizens associated with a presidential campaign, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. With Carter Page, they went to the FISA court. They used the now famous dossier as part of the reason they were able to get the warrant and spy on Carter Page for a better part of a year. With Mr. Papadopoulos, they didn't go to the court. They used human sources. All kinds of, from about the moment... Papadopoulos joins the Trump campaign. You got all these people all around the world starting to swirl around him. Names like Halper, Downer, Mifsud, Thompson, meeting in Rome, London, all kinds of places. The FBI even sent, even sent a lady posing as somebody else, went by the name Azra Turk, even dispatched her to London to spy on Mr. Papadopoulos. In one of these meetings, Mr. Papadopoulos is talking to a foreign diplomat, and he tells the diplomat, Russians have dirt on Clinton. That diplomat then contacts the FBI, and the FBI opens an investigation based on that fact. You point this out on page one of the report. July 31st, 2016, they open the investigation based on that piece of information. Diplomat tells Papadopoulos, Russians have dirt, excuse me, Papadopoulos tells the diplomat, Russians have dirt on Clinton. Diplomat tells the FBI, what I'm wondering is, who told Papadopoulos? How'd he find out? I can't get into the evidentiary file. Yes, you can, because you wrote about it. You gave us the answer. 
And Jim Jordan goes on from there, but he, he, Jim Jordan slices and dices Mueller in a bunch of different ways. The first way is we led into that clip, the fact that, you know, Joseph Mifsud lied to the FBI that was within, uh, you know, Mueller's ability to indict him. He indicted Paul Manafort for stuff that happened even before right. this. And specifically that Mifsud, that's right pronunciation, made false statements to the FBI. They char- Mueller charged Rick Gates for false statements. Paul Manafort for false statements, Michael Cohen for false statements, and General Michael Flynn for false statements. And tried to get Jerome Corsi to cop a plea for doing the very same thing. And Jerome Corsi, apparently a little wiser than everybody else, said, no, you come and get me. I'm not going to plead out on this. You want me to plead to a lie. I never lied about this. You want me to plead to a lesser crime of a lie? Not going to do it. Right. And so he asked, why do you do that? And again, Mr. Mueller said, well, I can't, I can't, can't get, can't get into that. Uh, this was the start. I mean, actually, there's evidence that the Obama deep state investigation and attempt to frame Donald Trump started even earlier. But officially, it started there in July of 16 with this conversation. And what Jordan left out, by the way, also, is that this diplomat was the ambassador from Australia who just happened to be a multi-million dollar donor to the Hillary to the Clinton Foundation. What are the odds? And it just happens to be in the bar where there, where where uh, Miss Food and um, and Papadopoulos are. Well, there's a lot of those. Just happens to be. In fact, the guy that uh, Robert Mueller wanted to have sitting next to him is an attorney who happens to also be the attorney representing the individual that destroyed the hard drives of Hillary Clinton's mobile devices with a hammer. Yep. He's the guy that was part of destroying the uh, material that Hillary Clinton was on direct orders from the State Department to preserve, preservation order, and he he destroyed it. And the guy sitting next to Bob Mueller is the attorney who represented him. The Clinton aide. What are the odds? It just keeps what going the, on what, and on. What, what are the odds? We've got a little more from this particular uh, day in U.S. political history that I contend will go down in the record books as being as significant as the day Donald Trump was elected. Greg thinks it's going to disappear into uh, the obscurity of other important days that are ahead yet to be done. But uh, I'm saying so far, we've got more on the hearings and other things that unfolded in our state and country as we continue on AM 590, The Answer, after a break from our sponsor. All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. I remember seeing these videos of these uh, of, of various Hollywood celebs 
uh, singing, we wish you a Mueller Christmas. We wish you a Mueller, Mueller Christmas and impeachment next year. And uh, there's still a meltdown phase after R- Mueller's performance on Wednesday. And it wasn't just the substance. And part of it was the substance is, is they were trying to, always trying to prove something that never happened, the Trump-Russia collusion. And they just ran, they ultimately ran into that, that reality, that wall is it, ne- it never happened. And it's kind of amazing. Um, Lavrenti Beria, who was Stalin's secret police chief, famously said, show me the man and I'll find the crime. And it's inter- is at least thus far, despite the efforts of the mainstream media, the FBI, the Department of Injustice, Mueller's 22-month investigation, ver- uh, the, uh, the Democrat Party, Foreign Intelligence Services. Now we got the, the Attorney General in New York, State Attorney General Durham. So no, far, Connecticut. Oh, you're talking about they went after Trump, right? Right. So far, they have not for his entire life they have not been able to find or make up or get someone to make up a crime. I know you mentioned uh, the Attorney General of the Southern District of New York. I remember when those revelations were starting to break, when they had raided Cohen's office, when they, I mean, and all that was happening. There was, in fact, we have a media montage in the archives. We have to pull it out um, one day. And this media montage is of everybody from legislators to the media saying that the Donald Donald Trump presidency is in ex is in an existential crisis. That was the word that was literally used by every single media outlet and Democrat uh, politicians being interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. And. Lo and behold, the other event that happened this week is the Southern District of New York dropped the case against Donald Trump. Yeah, they're not going to bring any charges regarding the alleged uh, payments to um, to alleged um, paramours of him, Stormy Daniels and one and one other. I forget the woman's name. And they weren't. They, I mean, those were those were not campaign violations. It would have been a campaign violation if he had used campaign money. To pay them off, like John Edwards, John Edwards had somebody contribute one of the contributors pay off his lady, um, so that that, that that so that was dropped. But they're, they're you know they're, they are they are not giving up yet. <laughs> I'm just seeing some the memes that are coming out about yes about thir- uh, Wednesday rather are great. There's somebody that's edited uh, photoshopped the original McDonald's golden arch. You know, the one that says uh, 25 billion burgers served worldwide. I I remember back when it was still in the millions. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. Only they've said McMuller's nothing burgers over 25 million spent. That's what this was, a nothing burger that a lot of money was spent. And I'm I'm with a lot of other people who who said, let the you know, let the investigation run. Let them find out. And that's, the, I think, the difference between Republicans and them. I, I want the truth. I want the truth, even if it hurts our side. I want people to act honorably and ethically on our side, as well as their side. And I want their side uh, to start running their affairs more like th- the way that we would want to. But for them, and this is the thing that we have to really come to grips with, for them, this is warfare. This is about survival of a of an ideology and a political agenda that will ultimately result in the destruction of America. There's no way around that conclusion. That is exactly what the political left 
even if they ideologically say, no, 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 we love America. And that may be true for, you know, that individual. But by and large, the political body, the far left, they have been about for over 100 years, the destruction of America to bring about uh, the implementation of, you know, Marxist Leninist policies. It's all about, it is for the Democrat Party. It is all about power and they will do anything. They will say anything in order to achieve more power. Uh, where one day it's you know that uh, no one is above the law, including the president, and you hear that repeatedly across the you know all the MSMs and the Democrat politicians. But of course, when it comes to immigration law, then we're not then we can, we can ignore immigration law and illegal aliens as well as those who aid and abet them in this country are above the law. Well, that's just it. At that hearing, almost every Democrat that uh, cross-examined Mueller. Finished or somewhere in there, most of them said it at the end, uh, that um, I'd like to remind, you know, everybody that no one is above the law. No one is above the law. In fact, we've got another media montage of the of the political left and legislators saying no one is above the law. Right. Well, if no one's above the law, what about illegal immigrants? I mean, they're not above the law. Shouldn't we be for their crime of coming into our country, breaking the laws, not entering our immigration system, the way it's designed to be. And and you know what? If you don't like it, change it. But don't go down there south of the border and start advising, as some offices well, did, don't start advising them how to circumvent our laws and how to take advantage, game our system. It comes back to it is the, the, the only principle, the only guiding principle they have is whatever brings them power, and they will say and do anything to accomplish that. There's a larger issue in this Donald Trump Mueller situation with and the, and the Russia hoax, and that is for the is you had the deep state, the FBI, the Department of Injustice for the first time tried to influence a, a presidential election on behalf of one party over the other, spied on one of the presidential campaigns, Donald Trump's, used false information that they knew was false and uncorroborated to to do that and misrepresented it to the to the court to get a warrant, and we don't, we don't have time to go through the whole range of what of what was done there, but. The scary point is one, one. First of all, is that is that we now have a politicized law enforcement and intelligence apparatus. These powerful agencies, supposedly to protect the republic, are now political arms of one political party, the Democrat Party. But even scarier is that, no, other than three prominent Democrats, Alan Dershowitz, Mark Penn, and Jonathan Turley. Not a single prominent Democrat has had the slightest objection to using the intelligence and law enforcement agencies of the government against their opponents. As we said, they will say anything and they will do anything for power, including using law enforcement and intelligence agencies against their opponents or using the IRS against their opponents as they did against the burgeoning Tea Party movement after the 2010 election to try to inhibit that for the 2012 election and get Obama... Reelected, and as the truth will eventually come out, how how long I don't know, but the deep state and Obama administration spying on Americans did not start with Carter Page and Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. 
No, I think it went back much further than that. And I think that's part of the reason why you have John Brennan and people like James Clapper in the media is to make sure that that never goes back any further than that. The F, I believe the CIA under John Brennan was spying on Americans vis-a-vis foreign governments. They were in partnership with friendly foreign governments uh, in order to use the foreign because it's illegal for the CIA or the FBI to spy on American citizens. Right. Well, uh, they can do domestic espionage with a Pfizer warrant. With a warrant. Trying, or, right, or, right, or, right. Or, or as Papadopoulos did, is they sent human agents. But they can't do it willy-nilly, is, is my point. They're legally, that's, it's, it's against the law. But, but the CIA can go to a foreign government and get that foreign government doesn't need a warrant to spy. They can use whatever tool or mechanism they need to. They can, in turn, spy on whoever it is the CIA asks them to spy on. I think there was a lot of that going on. Well, I think I think there's probably mutual. CIA spies on 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 British and other and and, and Europeans and whatnot, and they do the reverse there and share the information. Th- I think that's very likely. Well, it, to be going it's on. not only likely it happened. The FBI was found to have been spying on the Senate. They were spying on the Senate uh, on uh, the staff of uh, several of the Senate subcommittees. Yep. And, and we still don't know who put the spyware on uh, reporter Cheryl Atkinson's She's still computer. fighting that. Yes. She's to, so it goes on, is the point. And it just so happens that this particular case, uh, the Trump administration has been successful in fending off that uh, effort to spy, in fact, plant information back into yeah. the Trump administration. I want to finish up. Go ahead. I say if people like Clapper and Brennan and Comey and McCabe do not go to jail for what they did here, the, the lesson is that when, the, when there's a Democrat in, in power again in the White House, have at it. There are no consequences to engaging in this kind of behavior. You're absolutely right. If, uh, if, if, if no one pays a price, and look it, no one paid a price in the 2008 meltdown of the financial industry that led to this huge recession although there were things that were done where people should have paid a price it's it's pretty typical when you get to that level too big to fail i think is the term we could go on and on and on to cover the seven hours and the revelations hope you had a chance to watch that hope you get a chance to read some of the many articles about what was learned as a result of the Mueller hearings great pleasure to be with you again greg same Tune in next week for another edition of the Unite IE Radio Show right here on AM 590, The Answer, at 4 p.m. and other times if we have the available time slot. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.